Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the Squiggly Careers Podcast. Thanks so much to everybody who has joined us for the 20-day skill sprint during August or whenever you've been sprinting. We've had more than 5,000 people sign up to sprint with us and the episodes aren't going anywhere, so you can start your sprint at any time that suits you. We'll also be sharing more ideas for how you can sprint as a team or even as an organisation in September, so watch this space for those. If you've got any feedback on the sprint or podcast topics that you'd like us to cover or even guests that you'd like to hear from, please get in touch with us. We're Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com. Next week, Helen and I will be back with business as usual, exploring ideas and tools that will help you to find time to think. Who doesn't need to find a bit more time to think during their working week? But this week's episode is something a bit different. Every so often, we get the chance to speak to someone about their squiggly career story. Stories are always such an inspiring and memorable way to learn. And this week, you're going to hear me in conversation with Pinky Lalana, CBE. Pinky Squiggles include food guru, writer, entrepreneur, women's advocate, and Pinky brings to life many of the skills we've been exploring together in the sprint, asking for help, curiosity, resilience. But what particularly struck me about Pinky was her kindness, warmth, and courage. I have never felt so well looked after during a podcast conversation. She invited me to her home and then cooked me an absolutely delicious curry for lunch afterwards and sent me home with loads of snacks for my six-year-old son and things to try out. And just spending time with Pinky left me with such a warm glow of opportunity and that you can probably do more than you can imagine or give yourself credit for. I really hope by listening to our conversation together, you get that same feeling. And maybe this gives you the nudge that you need to do something brave that really matters to you. Enjoy the conversation. I'll be back at the end. So Pinky, thank you so much for joining us today on the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm so looking forward to our conversation together. Let's start with something about your career that might surprise our listeners what's a story that you've got that might either shock people or just something that people might not know about you well you know everybody has their own stories and I guess the story from my career is I had no aspiration to have any career because I came from (laughs) India many many years ago where I came up in family where women didn't 
really work. And the other thing is a great thing, I'd like to say that's a great thing to be living in the UK where diversity is so high on the agenda and I'm a woman, I'm an ethnic minority woman, I'm a Muslim woman, I'm an older woman and I'm disabled. And, you know, about 20 years ago I developed a hearing problem, so I am profoundly deaf. And I tell people up front because that doesn't help your career when you can't hear what people are saying but I think the journey's been really interesting because I've done all the things I love doing and the things I had no expectations of or any dreams of doing so I think really it's like food is such a big part of my life teaching people about food teaching them about leadership and you know I've developed a theory called the theory of seven cues of success and that's been something really interesting and exciting for me. And so as part of that success, you've already mentioned to me as we've met and you very kindly invited me to your home today, but how important it is to be kind. And kindness is not always a trait that certainly when I was growing up in big organisations, leaders weren't talking about being kind, but we've heard it a lot more in the last couple of years. So why do you think kindness is so important, not just with our friends and families, but also in, in the work that we do? I think kindness for me is one of the most important qualities in our lives. And actually, they say, you know, I always think I have a mantra. So my mantra is you have not lived a perfect day unless you've done something for someone who can never repay you. And I think kindness for me is so important because it changes people's lives. And that's why we set up the first kindness and leadership leading list of 50 people in the UK in 2018 and we opened the London Stock Market on World Kindness Day which was November 13, the publication of the list and almost every person who was on the list has in the past years told me how much it meant to them to be recognised as a kind leader because I think everyone can be kind, you don't have to be qualified to be kind and therefore it plays a huge part in our lives. I think that's really inspiring. And when I think back to the people that I've worked with and for who've had the biggest influence on me, they've actually all been really kind. They've been brilliant leaders. And a big part of that is they've been empathetic. And I felt that they cared about me as an individual, not just the organisation we were in. And if people are listening to you now, often when, you know, I get the opportunity to talk to some very amazing people and it looks like everything has gone swimmingly all the time. But I always say to everyone, there is no such thing as a straight line to success. Everybody has knotty moments in their career, or you have moments where things don't go to plan and things feel hard. And so I wondered if there was a moment like that, that you'd be open to sharing with us, and also maybe what you learned from that. Um, Yeah, I think everybody has times in their lives when things don't go according to plan. We'd all love it to go according to plan (laughs) but it didn't we had covid and obviously so many of our events are where people come together we couldn't so we had to go on to zoom but i never give up you know i think very important in my life the two things that i think of are our courage and curiosity so whenever i do get stuck i go to other people for answers because i don't always answer them and you know obviously for me the hearing has been a disability and last year i had a a mishap in life which you know took me out of being there and you know you still just learn i think from every mishap or think that don't go right you learn something and something new comes out of it so when I was looking you know when I wanted to say about leadership for instance 
and uh, people would ask me to come and talk in leadership. And I remember when I was invited to give my first global leader lecture on leadership, and they invited me to Cambridge Judd Business School, the global leaders lecture, and the person before me, the week before, was the CEO of Barclays uh, globally, <laughs> and the week after me was some... And I was nothing, so I told the guy, why would anybody want to hear me? And he said, no, no, I think they would. I said, can I bring my walk? <laughs> he said, what do you do with your walk? I said, bring an electric walk. I bet I that's will... not a question he gets that often. Can I bring my walk? <laughs> yes, I, can I bring my walk? So I took the walk and I made spicy Bombay potatoes in five minutes at the end of the lecture. And I do that all the time now. So the walk has gone to the Bank of England. It's gone every <laughs> Radio 4. It's gone to, you know, departments of government, major corporate. So I think what you do when you don't succeed or things don't go according to plan is to be creative and innovative. And all of us can be that. If, if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> One of the things that I definitely observe as a common theme is that when people have constraints, they approach those constraints with creativity and curiosity. They're the people who overcome inevitable obstacles. And that's exactly what you've just described there so beautifully. And if somebody listening now is maybe thinking about starting up their own business or doing their own thing. We know that's a really common goal that people have, but there's lots of risks associated with that. You know, people get worried about what happens if I fail? Is my idea a good one? What advice would you give to people who are thinking perhaps about starting out by themselves rather than working for someone else? I think it's something that everyone can go into, and I obviously had no aspirations. I had no, I had no talent, I thought, to do that. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's about asking other people for help, so your networks are very important, just to get ideas from people, of taking risks. You know, we all fail. I mean, you learn from your failures. I've failed so many times when I, you know, thought it, I haven't got this right, what do I do next? So I think the main thing is to be innovative and to be creative and to be passionate. You know, people love that. People like people who've got passion. For me, values are very important. If you're doing anything, the integrity that you have is very important. Mm. So I think, and also, it, you know, carry on. It doesn't matter if you fail sometimes. Go back and do it a different way. We've done that, obviously, with so many programs we've had. Things don't always work out. I remember we first set up our awards and we had eight categories of, um, you know, awards that we wanted people and we didn't know how to get them. Some of them were very oversubscribed, some were undersubscribed. And I think you just have to still do it and tell people, you know, it's sometimes quite nice to admit, I'm so sorry I didn't get it the way I wanted to. You don't have to always claim to have got everything right because everybody has failure and we have to recognise that. And also what's so reassuring to hear you talk about there is asking for help because we know that lots of people find it really hard to ask for help. They get worried about maybe that means that I'm not smart enough or maybe I should already know the answers or someone's too busy to help me. I don't want to be a burden. So I see that in lots of the work that we do when I talk about one of the ways to be resilient is you've got to practice asking for help. That feels like a real barrier for lots of people. What do you think helps you to do that? Because it it sounds like that's something that you're really confident doing and you've really recognised the value. And we know that in high-performing teams, you see lots of asking for help. So it is commercially really important, as well as from a learning perspective, really important to get good at asking for help. Any hints and tips for people who struggle with that? 
I think you should just go and ask people and just say, I wondered if you can help me. Just ask them and some of them will give you the answers that will be good and others will give you a total waste of time, <laughs> which is also fine. But there are always people, when I want answers, and, you know, we've got this amazing network of women now because we set up the Asian Women of Achievement Award 24 years ago. Wow. So we've got this amazing delegation of people everywhere and we've gone global for the first time last year we launched our first global listing of women working in ESG under 35 around the world. And we were so worried because I thought, I don't know people in South America and Africa. Mm. How am I going to get nominations? I have to ask people for help. So we went asking for help. So don't be afraid. One of the things that I love what we do is, for instance, I'm always looking at ways how we can connect people. Remember last year there was a scientist from Imperial who got shortlisted and she actually won our award. She developed a sponge that kind of soaks up toxins and everything else in water. Amazing. And she told me that they put into water and uh, into the whatever and do it. And I said, I remembered Liv Garfield. Liv Garfield won our award in 2007, uh, The Women of Future. And she, after winning our awards a few years later, she became the youngest CEO of a FTSE 100 company, uh, Seven, and she's still CEO, and she's amazing. And those kind of people are really busy, but if you write to them, they always respond. So I thought I should connect these two because this woman is doing this new sponge in toxic in water, and so I, I emailed um, Liv and said, there's this amazing initiative, Pinky, please do connect us. And they were working together within 10 days. So I think we all can do, you know, if I hadn't done that, they wouldn't have met each other. And I think we need to think all the time, every single day, think and sit and say, you know, what can we do from the people we've met? So people don't have to ask me, can you connect me to someone? I will do it if I think it's appropriate. So it's always, and and that, I I find it's not that common, Mm. but I, I just love doing it. And most people like being asked because, you know, everybody can give you a little bit maybe, so never be afraid. And, you know, keep asking different people. I ask sometimes the most strange people who I meet on the train for help <laughs> and, or on the bus, and you'd be surprised how they can help you, so never be afraid. I once had a brilliant conversation with a female CEO who works in the city, and there are not many of those, and she said to me, no one has a monopoly on wisdom, so ask as many people for help as you possibly can, because all you'll do is just learn more. And I I really took that to heart. And I think if you're also asking for help on something you feel really passionate about, then it does make it easier because you think, well, I'm. it might feel hard, but actually I really care about this thing. So try and, I think, connect the dots between what you care about and asking for help. Absolutely. I think that's so important. I'm always helping everyone because obviously we have people in our who are part of our network who ring me up. Sometimes I know them well, sometimes I don't. But I will never give up. And I think what's helped me is I love having people to my home. So people aren't used to be inviting someone's home for lunch. No, it doesn't happen dinner. to me very often. <laughs> and, and so I just do it relentlessly. And, um, and they love coming because that makes them feel you care about them. So I think even if I don't have the right answer, but sometimes I bring up the most incredible people who have done nothing with, who probably, you know, in totally different field and ask them for help. And then they tell me something that I just didn't know. And the whole thing about real learning, so at my age, and, you know, I'm 69, curiosity and courage plays a big part. So I really want to still keep learning. And that's important. I don't care how old you are. You, mm. you learn all the time. Yeah, it's such a good example of we are all a work in progress and that, that never stops. It doesn't matter 
how old you are or what experiences you've got. I think the thing that we see, the people who are really succeeding in their careers now are those people with that real learning agility. You know, they're always learning. They're really open to learning. And one of the things I really noticed, Pinky, when I was researching you before today is just how brilliant you are at bringing people together, at connecting people, at getting people in a room, often in your home. And that's, again, something that I think we've seen in some research over the past couple of years since COVID. Particularly women have stopped building relationships beyond the ones that they need for their day job. So we're good at building relationships that we need to tick the tasks off our to-do lists, but we deprioritize what we describe as curious career conversations. Having those conversations where you're exploring, you're not sure where they might lead, you go and meet some people that you don't know just to see what might happen. And of course, we appreciate that's hard because people are busy and it can feel really tough to do that. But what advice would you have for people about the importance of connecting with people, spending time learning from other people, maybe beyond the people you see every day or talk to every day on Zoom? I think that's absolutely one of the most important things. After kindness, what gives people success is who they know because that's what helps you in your growth. And I think there's so many different people and it's really going into fields that you know nothing about. That's Mm. exciting. So I didn't know what ESG even stood for last year when I came up with the idea that we want to do this global listing. And I think so it's really, really important that we actually pursue finding out about new things, seeing if anything's working, how you can make it work. And I think bringing people together is so important because I remember two months ago I had in my house this burlesque artist, a British Airways pilot with an engineer, with somebody from the media. And I love the cross-sectoral kind of energy that comes. You know, people don't, if you work in the banking world, if all the people you meet are just from that one area, it may be very good for you, but I think what really helps us to grow and develop and and have vision and have hope and, and have your dreams, because if you can dream it, you can do it. And so when we went into Southeast Asia to launch our awards there, and it was a totally different world, their culture is different. When we were looking for nominations, People didn't want to nominate themselves because they said, you know, Um, they didn't want to self-promote so much. We had to approach it differently. But what helped us is other people. It was mm -hmm. people telling us, you know, you should do it like this. And we didn't know all the answers. So that's part of our journey. We have to keep learning and meeting new people and going and talking to, to absolutely people who you have nothing in common with because you will find something. And I find kindness, warm, credibility... That's what I love about people. Well, I'm very glad you came and spoke to me. So the reason that Pinky and I met is that we were at Downing Street, myself and Helen, who usually uh, is on the podcast with me, and we were feeling a bit, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome, like, why are we at Downing Street on International Women's Day? And, you know, we didn't know that many people. And actually, Pinky just walked up to us and just said, just said, hello, tell me a bit more about what you do. We got into a chat. Helen and Pinky started talking about all of the gems that they were both wearing. And then Pinky just said to us, um, do you fancy coming to my house and having a chat? And that happens so rarely, I think, that that offer to just to support, to have interesting conversations, to the chance to borrow brilliance from other people. And so I often talk to people on the podcast and say, I set myself the goal of making sure that at least once a month, I'm having a curious career conversation. And yeah, I get nervous meeting new people. I am more introverted, but I I never regret it. I never think, I wish I'd not done that. All I think is, 
I might have been a bit nervous. So I was definitely nervous coming here today, but you learn so much. And it's sort of worth that, you know, getting over that maybe slight fear that might get in your way if you are more introverted like me, because you will just get so much energy, I think, and so many new connections as a result. Yes, and I tell people, be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what we all So There's certain things. I mean, I've been very lucky because the journey's been so varied from having, you know, had a meeting with Michelle Obama to meeting Jimmy Choo to, you know, <laughs> really very different people. And I think one thing I'd really like to say is, you know, people shouldn't take themselves too seriously. They should give others that credibility because you know when I, I the one thing I don't enjoy is meeting self-promoters mm. you meet someone who all they do is just try to tell you about themselves in a way that you know I, I like to pick up things about people I like to ask the question so you know my advice to people would be be the best version of yourself so you come across as someone that people trust trusting mm. someone relationship building is so important that's helped me more than anything else Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And as you said, you've had a very varied or squiggly career. You've done loads of different things during your your working life and as you mentioned it wasn't planned there wasn't a big master plan but when you do reflect back what stands out for you as a few things that you feel really proud of well one thing I'm very proud of is my son you know every Indian mother wants their child (laughs) to go to Oxford and Cambridge and one of my sons said he wanted to do an MBA and he said he was going to look at the side this school and I said I'll come with you he said okay (laughs) mom come with me and he was looking around the school to get um, you know to enter there and I went into the office and asked them what do you guys do for women they looked at this middle-aged Indian woman and kind of said well what do you do so I told them what I did well he got in so I was so happy (laughs) and I got a call from them to say would I be the keynote speaker on the first day of term to the women women's alumni so there I go and I said can I bring my potato 
potatoes, obviously. <laughs> and I told him, I said, you know, I'm speaking on the first day of your term. Don't tell any of the women because if I make a mess of it, nobody will ever date you. Yeah. Well, obviously, I must have got it right because um, I spoke and he's married one of them. <laughs> and, and, and obviously now Oxford is a huge partner for what we do. So I, I think, you know, that's what life is about, is going into things that you don't expect and, and making... Uh, 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 and I and I do that almost every day. So there are times when I, it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> and that's fine because you learn from that. And I think one has to be open also. I'll tell people when I haven't got it right. Yeah. You don't have to hide all your um, big, you know, things that haven't worked. And I've developed this new theory of the seven cues of success, which I really like. Yeah. Um, and that I think is, I'm, I'm asked very often about that. And, you know, people are always looking for very quick ways of being successful. But, you know, if you're kind, you go from being successful to being significant. And that's that's important to remember. And so you've mentioned those seven cues. Is it cues of leadership? Please don't feel you need to go through all seven. But perhaps you could give our listeners a few ideas of what some of those cues might be, because we've got really ambitious people listening who definitely want to be in roles with big influence and impact. So what are some of those things that they should be thinking about? Well, obviously, you know, there's IQ and EQ, which we Mm -hmm. all know about. But the two cues that I find really interesting are the LQ. That's your likability quotient. Okay. And, you know, so look at that. You know, who are the people you like? Go and observe who are the people you like. Someone who takes an interest in you, caring, who's not arrogant. I hate arrogance. So this quality that I stay away. Somebody who's passionate, who's got, you know, hope for the future and dreams and who's helpful. So likability quotient is really important. And I also think MQ, meaning quotient, to have meaning Mm. in what you do, to have that passion. AQ, your attitude is so important, you know, that really kind of differentiates people. And then, you know, I changed, I used to call it the communication quotient because, you know, the way you communicate is important. But I've changed that now to curiosity and courage. Yeah. Because for me, they play a very important part. And in each of them, obviously, I have stories Mm -hmm. which go with it. But, you know, I've developed myself. It's very much in demand. And I'm really happy about that. Because I'm always amazed when people tell me, oh, we really like what you said. Can you come and talk about it? (laughs) Oh, my God, I hope I remember everything I said. (laughs) So, you know, life is is just great fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm so delighted to meet you today because you have some of the qualities that I value you're warm, you're, you listen, you're passionate. But, you know, there's also, you're not just full of yourself, you're full of how you can change the world and impact. And I think those are things I look for in people. And I always say to people, no one succeeds in their squiggly career by themselves. And I think we've heard that today in our conversation, we need to get the right people around us. Who are some of the people who've really influenced and inspired you, whether that's friends, families, work connections, throughout your careers are there a couple of standout mentors that have stayed with you or has it been very different at different stages of your career I think I always say if if I am successful because I stand on the shoulders of giants and I'm so grateful for the amazing team the three people who work with me and my team who are amazing and so much of what I do but they've been people like Sherry Blair who've been amazing who came to our first awards years ago who's really been just phenomenal and supportive there's Royal Highness Princess Badia, who's one of our patrons, who again is a person of credibility, but will take things very seriously. And, you know, all all the people who support, some of the amazing winners we've had, our first winner 
uh, 24 years ago was Dame Purveen Kumar, who was um, an Indian woman. She wrote a book called Kumar and Clarkson, which every medical person which was their Bible. And she was in, uh, you know, 24 years ago. And, you know, they've, I've been in touch with people who we have known all those years. Uh -huh. So I think, you know, when people often go into networks and they just are there for a little while and they go away. But mm -hmm. what we have built is a community that keeps in touch. So I think that's very important, relationship building and keeping in touch. I ring up people after maybe 10 years and say, how are you? And this is, you know, everybody goes through different things. So some people we met on a real high have actually fallen mm. and then it's gone the other way. But we're always there. And I really, my vision is how do we build a global community where we can connect people? Somebody in Peru who's on our ESG list can connect with someone in Thailand. Nobody gives them access. Yeah. But I want to give access to everyone if they're good people. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that we definitely share. We, we're so passionate about making career development accessible to everybody. doesn't matter where you are, what country you're in. We don't want things like money to be a barrier or who you work for to be a barrier. So I think that, that mission is, is so meaningful. Absolutely. And you must have to make lots of decisions and choices about how you spend your time because you must have lots more demands on your time than you actually have hours in a day. And I'm sure that's been true for quite a long time now. And we often get asked about, you know, how to manage time and how to prioritise, how to make decisions about where to spend your time and, and also what to say no to. You must have to say no to some things that you do sound like you're very busy. How do you make those judgment calls? How do you think about well, what feels useful, what feels like the right thing for me to spend my time on? Obviously, with you know, choosing how you spend your time, you know what's important for the programs you're running. So mm -hmm. if we're having judging, then it has to all be if we've got the awards on. That's very important. But I also make sure that I say yes and find time for people I don't know who seem to be really need some kind of interaction. There'll be people who write to me and say, I'm going through a really bad time. You've never met me, but I'd love to meet you. And I never say no to that. I always feel, I tell them, would it help you to come to my house? Because that'll make it easier for me instead of charling around. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, d I do much more than I should. <laughs> and after, even at 11 in the night, I'm talking to people if they're free and it's a global thing. So I try not to say no. And sometimes, you know, what really helps me, and it's a very personal thing, is I sometimes when 10 people want to meet me, instead of meeting them separately, I tell them, come together yeah. for lunch and we can all talk. And people aren't used to that. Mm. And so therefore, then one of them may want to follow up. So I think you just have to be, for me, I have a lot of passion for people and I, I realise how other people have influenced and made me what I am. So I want to be a good person for others. I just think as well that it is so inspiring to see how you do that and how giving you are. You really do live that kind of mantra around kindness, even just listening to you. It really is quite unusual just to hear people like make that sense of connection and just bring people together in the way that you do. So I hope you also feel very proud of that because just listening to you, I'm like, that's an amazing thing that you are giving to people. So we always ask this question to all of our guests on the podcast thinking about your career and maybe these are some words of wisdom that someone gave you or they could just be your words of wisdom if you were leaving our listeners today with one bit of career advice what would your top bit of career advice be I think my thing would be sell your cleverness and buy your bewilderment it was said by Rumi oh. who I'm a great follower of Rumi and the reason why if people haven't heard of Rumi there's a wonderful book written called 
14 Rules of Love by Elif Shafak, who's one of the most inspiring people I've met, an incredible Turkish writer. And so if those who don't know about Rumi, Rumi obviously is a very well-known philosopher and several things of what he said. So I would really say, tell your cleverness by your bewilderment. And bewilderment helps you to keep learning. Yeah. So you don't know all the answers and, and you know, really just be out there doing all the things you love and don't be afraid of failure. But also, you know, sell your uh, cleverness and buy your bewilderment because that's really important. And actually, one final question from me. What are you looking forward to over the next few years when you look ahead? I, I am not imagining you retiring quietly and suddenly stopping seeing everybody. So what, what do the next few years hold for you? I really want to see how we can make the women of the future a global programme, how it can be there even when I'm not there, so that it, it remains substantial and significant. I don't want it just to fizzle out. Mm-hmm. I know at present I, I get worried when people say, well, you know, we always think of you when we think of it. And I, I, it's not that. It has to be something much more. So my hope is, what do we do mm-hmm. to really make a difference and have that difference pervading in the world way after... And I'd like to keep going till I drop down there. And people said, you still haven't retired. And I said, what will I do if I retire? Yeah. You know, I love people. So I think I'm very lucky because, you know, we've gone global and it's so exciting. This girl from Thailand who won our award last year in Southeast Asia, she was only 18. Wow. She was applying to American University and she said, can you support me? I'd never met her. And I said, I'd be very happy. And so I supported her and she wrote to me last week saying... I want to thank you and your team because y'all have changed my life without you. I applied to so many universities, to Yale, Harvard, Stanford, Berkeley, Wharton, and I've got in to them. And I have to thank you because without you, I wouldn't have done it. Totally exaggerated in her thanking me, but how lovely that we can help people in the way. So we get, I love that when we get those, you never know how what you do is going to really affect people. Mm. One of the things that we've seen in a lot of research is how people who give without keeping score gain so much in return. And it's often the givers in organisations who are also the most successful, which sometimes sounds counterintuitive. People think, oh, I must take things. But actually, it's the givers. It's the people whose first question is, well, how can I help and who can I help? And just our conversation today, Pinky, I feel like you are the ultimate case study for that research. About I feel like every day you just think, well, what can I give? And then it all it all comes back. And that's that's why people are so grateful and are thanking you because you're very humble about it and you've got lots of humility, which is lovely. But uh, your impact is really wide reaching and so significant. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Squiggly Careers podcast. I feel very proud and privileged that we had the chance to have this conversation. That was lovely. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's Squiggly Careers podcast episode with Pinky Lilana. Next week, Helen and I will be back talking about how to find time to think. But that's everything for now. If you do get a moment to rate, review, share or subscribe, it makes a massive difference to our podcast. It's how we keep growing and keep going. And it's a five minute favour that makes a real difference to us. We read every single review and it really helps us to just continue to work out how we can be useful for you and your squiggly career. So if you get a moment to do that, we'd be very grateful. And we'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.